This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Texas Rangers. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. Uh, I'm by myself in the studio today. Uh, it's very lonely in here. Benjamin's here. He's he's running the uh, the board for me. But Benjamin has walked out. Nice in here here. Uh, but joining me on the phone line is our old pal Evan Grant. Hi, Evan. Hello, Kevin. This is all part of David and I's um, uh, plan. Uh, we're boycotting you, physically, <laughs> yeah. but not verbally. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, I'm taking showers when I come in here. I'm not sure what it is that uh, that keeps you guys out of the out of the uh, office. When was the last time you were here, Evan? Was that 2016, 2017? It's been a, probably a month. We've, we've had some, some conflicts arise. Wow. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Well, it's been rough. The baseball season will be over, and you and I, we will be... Laughing it up in the studio, <laughs> making people happy and fulfilling their dreams, a little bit of everything. Wow. Man, all your dreams. This is like uh, this is like when Pedro was running for uh, class president uh, on Napoleon Dynamite. Vote for me and all your wildest dreams will come true. That's pretty much what it will be. Yeah. We are going to make people's dreams come true. Yeah. So, uh, so Evan, as as we're wrapping up these Rangers, we're getting close to the end here, as you as you noted previously. So, uh, um, what do you think? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I like to have a nice open-ended question. Yeah, I mean, what I think is that there's there's been some progress this year, most notably, I think, with Chris Woodward kind of laying down his message and. Um, there have been some on-the-field results that have been um, optimistic, but I think that as we sit here uh, on the cusp of the end of the season, that there's there's still a ton of work to do. Um, this club is, as we speak, I'm on my way to the airport for the final road trip where they're going to go to Houston and Oakland, and they're 11 and 22 against the two teams above them in the in the American League West. There is a significant divide between where the Rangers are and where those other two teams are. And how they get there, uh, the quickest way is going to be cough up a whole bunch of money. Um, I don't know if that's sustainable or if or if it's feasible, but that's the quickest that way that they could potentially get there. But I, I still think that there's, there's just an enormous number of questions surrounding the team as you go into the into the offseason. You know, do you have a – go through them real quick. Do you have a first baseman? Um, do – is Rugnet Odor uh, – has he recaptured second base or does he 
go back into a situation next year where he actually has to compete for playing time, or do you say, no, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna play both Odor and Solak at second base, and we'll go from there. Um, Elvis Andrus has had a very poor year at shortstop, um, the kind of year also that I think merits the possibility of the Rangers creating some competition for him for playing time. Uh, there is no third baseman. Um, I think you feel okay about Willie Calhoun and left going forward. I think you feel really good about Joey Gallo in an outfield situation going forward, but would probably rather have him in, in right field than, than left field, which then means what do you do with Chu, what do you do with Mazzara, and what do you do in center field? So, um and that's not even addressing catcher, where I, I do think that they've, they've gotten some positive results from Jose Trevino, but we'll see we'll see how long, uh, how deep he can go into the season as an everyday starter. I think that he will go to camp next year with the with the opportunity to be the front line catcher. All right, let's let's slow this down a little bit. I want to go over a couple of those things that you that you brought up. Uh, we could go over all of them. If I was going to name my most disappointing Ranger, it would not be Rugnet Odor. It would be um, Elvis Andrews. Uh, for some of the things that you've written about, and, and I have noted myself this year, um, not just his uh, the fact that he was not very good offensively, but, uh, but because uh, he, didn't, he didn't take his opportunity to um, – take hold of the clubhouse. I'm not asking him to be anything more than what he's always been. You know, we've talked about that before. You can't make a guy into a leader. Either he is or he isn't. But he could certainly make clear to the younger guys on the team, the guys who look up to him, like Odor, like Mazzara, and and he could say, hey, listen, man, we need to buy all the way in on this stuff that uh, Chris Woodward is preaching here and Julio Ron Hale is pitching, uh, you know, to us. We we need to make sure that we are in on uh, – well, that wouldn't have been Ron Hill. He's a pitching coach. I'm getting my mix mixed up. But but it, at any rate, it, it is it is it was imperative for him to do it's that, okay. and, he, and he just didn't it's do okay. it. It's, it's okay on that, Kevin. You you have the, the Julio Ron Hill is actually part of the staff, as opposed to yesterday when um, Stephen A. Smith said Kellen Moore is a big upgrade over Chan Gailey. <laughs> Did he really say that? Chad oh, yeah. Gailey, that's been a, that's been several coaches ago. Wow. Uh, I believe Chan Gailey's last year in Dallas was 1999. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's been a while. So officially, Stephen Stephen A. Smith is in the last century. Well, you know, he had Hunter Henry playing for the Chargers last. I believe it was last year, and he said, and he had been out all year. Uh, so that, yeah, Stephen's not paying much attention, really. I'm paying uh, more attention I, than I, that. I can't disagree with you on the Elvis thing, uh, especially now when you look at. Uh, if, if you just look at the the offensive line and the OPS for for Odor is seven fifteen, and Elvis has fallen below seven hundred, and this would be the fourth time in six years that, that he's been below seven hundred, um, and it uh, and, and something clearly isn't connecting offensively right now. Uh, he has not had an extra base hit in September. Uh, he's slugging under three hundred in the second half. Uh, so he's got an awful lot of work to do on on applying whatever it is that they're trying to do with his swing um, because he's really out of whack. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I mean I can't disagree there. I think I think the unfortunate part is that you've got a pretty hot contest for most disappointing range. 
Yeah, well, you're right about that. Now, this is something that is going to interest me, too. When you talked about in the outfield uh, where you, you think it would be better for Joey to be playing right field than left field. In the new ballpark, uh, and, and we have discussed with John Blake, the dimensions are supposed to be essentially the same that they are Somewhere, in this yeah. park. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. then left field is the big, is the big uh, park. So uh, why wouldn't you want a guy like Joey who covers more ground than Willie and play left? I, I realize the whole issue of the better arm playing right field. But if I want a guy who's going to cover some ground, I'd rather have Joey in left field and, and put – and I know that sounds counterproductive to put Willie in right because he doesn't throw well, um, but it's a smaller field. I guess I, I, I think if I was just going to boil it down, I think that Joey's arm in right would be a bigger asset then Willie's range in left would be a, a, a liability. That's, that's the best way I can put it. I think Willie has made significant strides defensively. Um, in terms of sprint speed now, he's just a tick below average. Um, I think Joey's arm could be a real deterrent in right field, and I think Willie can. I think Willie can take another step as a defender. I don't know that he'll ever be. Uh, what you would call a league average outfielder, but I think he can be a little bit better than adequate. I was encouraged by what you uh, wrote the other day about him and, and uh, wanting to stay in town this uh, uh, winter and work some more uh, because clearly he does look a lot better than he used to look, and he has really uh, done a lot of improvement. But he, he's not looking uh, like Delano DeShields yet either, uh, and and he could – and it seems to me he could make – further inroads and being in better shape, making himself faster, more explosive. And and all of those things can only help him not only in the field, but at the plate. Yeah. You know, if he, if, if he works, he's, he's going to work on some, uh, some route running drills, actually some football route running drills and some explosion drills this winter. And if he, if he can improve that first step, it makes him both a better base runner uh, and more significantly, you know, may get him, an extra two feet on some fly balls, and, and maybe you get to a situation where the catch that, that he made in Baltimore uh, with, with an all-out dive, in all honesty, that was a great catch for Willie, but a, a good left fielder probably catches that ball on the run and not having to leave his feet. And, and maybe you can get to a situation like that where, where, Willie, can, where, where Willie can make those kinds of plays in, in a conventional manner. Yeah. So if we, you know, you, you went around the diamond there, and uh, um, and and I think, yeah, I mean, there's honestly there's 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 not enough time to answer all those questions. I mean, I think we we spend the first couple of weeks of the off season, we could we could do a show a week, you know, on on each of these positions, and, and maybe we should. But there's a lot of questions, and we haven't even gotten into the pitching staff with, with on, on that front. Yeah, the only the only things that are sewn up for me. Is, is a guy, not only the player himself, but the position he's going to play, because Joey's obviously going to play, but I'm not sure if he's a left fielder or a right fielder or a center fielder still. Uh, I'm not even right. sure if they wouldn't decide to move him back to first base if they decide that uh, Ronald Guzman is not the answer there, and it doesn't look like there's anybody else who is, and, and I think that it is counterproductive to be running people like Danny Santana and Logan Forsythe, who I'm not even sure w- will be back with the club next year. But to have these guys playing out of position over there at first base and, and dropping balls and, and not able to, to, to play the position, there's a lot more – it's a lot more complicated playing first base than a lot of people think, and, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. 
And uh, so, you know, yeah. I, I think the only would, the only guy that this, I would say this. Go ahead. go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. Well, no, no. I'm just going to say that. What I, I was just going to say that to me, the only sure position I think that anybody's going to be playing next year are uh, at Elvis at short and uh, Ruggie at second, and basically both both because of their contracts. And I I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, I think both those guys will play in some fashion because of their contracts, but I don't think they're going to go to camp with uh, the idea that they're going to be out there 150 games. I mean, I I, I think that that you're going to have legitimate uh, – maybe the right word isn't even competition because may, maybe you're just going to set up a situation where you go into next season with the idea that Ruki's going to play some second base, Solak's going to play some second base, Elvis is going to play some shortstop, Danny Santana's going to play some shortstop. And then let the situation play out as, as it does on the field. I think that's the biggest thing is you need to create a, a uh, expectation that nothing is guaranteed for those guys. And they've got to earn It's fine if they earn everyday playing time, but they're going to have to earn it in real time. I, I, I agree with that. I just don't – I really the, – the, the, the small sample size we have of Danny Santana at short, to me, is not good. Um, and I, think, I, I would like to see the Rangers take some of, of – uh, especially with a 26-player on the roster next year and have a true utility guy – I'd like to see the Rangers next year take some things off of Santana's plate and potentially let him play center field and shortstop, which traditionally have been his two best positions. Uh, but he spent so little time at shortstop this year. I think he's hurried a lot of things. I think his clock at short has been has been off. But keep him in the middle of the diamond and those two or the middle of the field for those two positions. Uh, take the third base thing off his plate. Take first base off his plate and let him go out there and, and show off his athleticism a little bit, and then let's see where it goes. I mean, the, the hope, right, the hope would be that Elvis kind of eliminates the need for him at short, but I think you'd have to go into the season saying, we're going we're gonna to play Danny at short uh, a couple times a week. Uh, I will say this is about him playing center field, uh, and I think that, that, that Joey is a really instinctive outfielder, but he's, you know, he's he never played it before. For a guy who's, who's played as little of it as he has, he plays it very well. Uh, and, of course, we saw in the in the small sample size with him how well he did it. But I, I think the best center fielder on the team is Santana. Uh, he, he glides to the ball. Uh, he's very comfortable out there. He's got a good arm. Uh, I, I really – I like the idea of him playing. If he could hit out the – you know, if he could sustain something here, and I want to ask you about that. Did you see enough – to here to at the end of the year to think that uh, he has kind of pulled himself out of uh, the rut he was falling into. Oh, I think there's been some exposure there, but he's also played more than he's ever played before, and um, the slump has happened so late in the year that even if he pulls out here in the in, in the last two weeks, um, I, I think you you still say, look, this has been a very productive year. Uh, we've seen some strengths, we've seen some weaknesses. We know what he's got to attack next year to be an everyday player. And if he's not an everyday player, he's still shown exceptional value as as a you know utility guy or a role type player. Yeah. And yeah. One thing I wanted to add is before one thing I wanted to add before uh, before we go to is anywhere else is uh, on the first base situation. I think there's a little bit um, uh, the one caveat on everything with the first base situation is Guzman's not been a great offensive player. 
I do think he buys in to what the Rangers are trying to do. It's, I think it comes down to whether or not he's got the the bat swing to uh, to execute some of that. But you can get by with Ronald Guzman being a tick below uh, average as an offensive player if he's if he's playing first base because of the exceptional defense I think he brings at that position. So that would be to me the one little um, uh, tweak on that, or the one little twist there where I could see them going with Guzman at first base, even if he's he's got to be clearly better than he's been offensively so far. But I don't think he has to be an 800 OPS guy uh, to play first base for this team. No, I don't think that either. But it is going to have to be better than what it is so far. Uh, yeah. And and that's the and, and that is kind of the issue around this team uh, with all these young guys that is that we have seen flashes of, of brilliance uh, with several of them, and so far they've just been flashes. And I think that you know I, I was uh, um, uh, thinking about this the other day. You know, in the old days. Uh, when a guy went in a, in a slump, we said it was just something that you're doing. You're just in a little bit of a slump. It'll take a week or so, and then you'll pull out of it, and you'll be back, and you'll go on to the next thing. I'm not a, I'm not so sure anymore I believe in slumps. I believe it's possible, certainly. The guy gets tired, and and uh, and you start regressing, and then th- those are certain possibilities. I think it has more to do with just the way teams are pitching you now. And if you don't uh, – if you don't – respond to those things like the the rangers were slow to do this year several mm-hmm. of them and we've talked about that before uh then you're not gonna you're not gonna bounce out of that then it's not a slump it's not an issue of well these guys just they just couldn't you know that what they did you know when they were 22 or 23 that was just uh you know kind of a flash in the pan i don't think it's a flash in the pan. i think it's a, a case of these guys didn't take on the things they should have done to try to, to, to keep going forward and keep pushing forward. And they just and they always just believe, I'm just in a little bit of a slump here. It's just around the corner. I had too many conversations with players this year, witnessed too many things with, with players this year where I felt like they didn't buy in uh, to this uh, approach that Woodward is preaching. I, I think they seem closer to that now, maybe because they realize they've gotten to the end of the year and they didn't bounce back. Uh, and maybe they're going to – maybe they're going to – do the things they're supposed to do now, but I'm just not I'm not positive of, of that yet. I um I you know, I think the thing about buy in is there's there was a lot of buy in philosophically early on. I think when you don't have results and you start to see your your name on the scoreboard with a sub two hundred batting average or a sub uh, seven hundred OPS, there's some panic. And I think now guys are finally saying, look, we, we, we've got to hold to one philosophy and, and stick with it all year. But with all of that, I think you're going to have the same kind of test come up um, next year when you try and apply this. So uh, there's going to be more tests for these guys on that front. It's going to be, uh, it, it's going to be a challenge. But um, uh, where I do feel like, I do feel like the Rangers have made progress is now Chris Woodward has spent a year trying to institute what he believes is the culture and the infrastructure for how the team is going to get better. I think now he's got the wherewithal to have said, look, I evaluated for a year. I observed. I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Now your playing time is going to be determined by your performance. All right, so uh, let's drift over now to the to the pitching side of things. and. Uh... Yep. 
Kevin. Yes, yes, Evan. Can you hear I'm me? I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to have to wrap up pretty quickly because I just arrived at the old DFW airport and I got to go through security. Oh, well. All right, let me just ask you this then really quickly. Uh, so if, if Miner and Lynn are one and two, who's going to be – are the Rangers going to be able to acquire a number three? Well, I think the Rangers – I think the Rangers go into the offseason with the idea that they're going to look at um, – they're going to look at guys like Jared Cole. Uh, they're also going to look at guys like Anthony Rendon. And I think you can make a, cl- a case for either one of those being their top off- their top free agent um, uh, attraction. But I do not think that um, when it's said and done that they can get both of them. So the, uh, the, the next question is, okay, what are your, what are your contingencies? Well, if you um, – at third base, I think there's a decent contingency in Josh Donaldson. If you're if you're going to the pitching side, I think then you get down to guys like Jake Odorizzi, and there are some other guys that will be attractive. And I will say this: I think the pro scouting department of the Rangers has done a really has done a really good job um, in identifying two really undervalued starting pitchers over the last two years, and and assigned them to uh, very attractive tra- contracts. So. If there's one area I feel pretty confident that they could attack, it's finding value in uh, uh, in the free agent pitching market. Well, and they and they have shown the ability to take advantage of that, and and certainly a couple, you know, even with all the guys who they did not have success with this year, Shelby Miller, Shelby Miller, Shelby Miller, and Edison Volquez, uh, that uh, that Lance Lynn really looked good this year um, yeah. and made a, a, a big step forward. Uh, and if they could get – and those kind of stories, to me, have to be good for guys you're trying to attract, not only because of what they were able to do with his for his career and Mike Miners as well, but uh, because they will be pitching in air conditioning next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Evan, we're going to let you go. Go uh, get your little uh, your uh, boarding pass and get on there. Are you flying first class, Evan? I am not. Oh, I hate that. All right. Well, you have a good time down there in Houston. We'll be keeping up with you, following those uh, Rangers and Astros, and uh, and try not to do anything to embarrass us while you're down there. Are you going to eat at Good Company while you're there? Um, probably not, but I'll think about it for you. Okay, thanks, Evan. All right, there he goes. That's Evan Grant, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming on with us, Evan. It's always great to have you. Um, All right, Kevin. Bye-bye. There goes Evan uh, on his way to Houston. You know, if it were me, I'd be driving to Houston. It's it's three and a half hours. I mean, come on. Uh, it's just as much trouble to be flying, right? Right, Benjamin? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, TSA. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Why put up with that? We can just hit the old open road, stop at a Bucky's here and there, the Bucky's in Madisonville. You're on your way, man. That's right. That's right. That's what I would do. Uh, but, you know. Evan's a, Evan's a weenie, and uh, he's not going to do that. Um, I have a rule about that, as a matter of fact. I have a rule that if it's less than – if it's four hours or less, I'm driving. Uh, if, it's, if it's more than that, then I'm flying. Uh, that, was, that goes back to my old days covering the Southwest Conference, uh, Benjamin. That was a, that was a league that, that predated uh, the Big 12, if you're not aware. Uh, it had a bl- bunch of Texas teams in it in Arkansas. At one time, and that that was a lot of fun. We did a lot of driving back in those days. Uh, so uh, Evan talked about uh, kind of we went around the the diamond uh, for the Rangers 
and talked about the prospects. Uh, and, and I think uh, the amazing thing to me is that for, for as few answers as the Rangers got um, in their lineup this season, that they, that they, the results were as good as they were, uh, flirting with 500. Uh, and that's probably not going to happen now because of the fact that they're playing the, the Astros and the A's, the two teams that they have not played well against this year. But they still came close, uh, and I think that says everything about how important pitching is because, uh, you know, uh, Lance Lynn and Mike Miner uh, are going to be in the conversation for the Cy Young this year, both of them. It, I wouldn't be surprised if both finish in the top ten. Uh, and and that shows you what difference that kind of pitching can make, even on a uh, just a, a mediocre team, which is what the Rangers were this year. If they could just get some answers, if they could add a bat or two to the lineup, I, I, I believe this team needs to add somebody like Josh Donaldson at third base. Uh, I think somebody he brings a little bit of an edge, and I think this team needs one. I think this team is – and the, the vibe in the clubhouse is a little too easy going. Um, sometimes that can happen, and I think that without Adrian Beltre in the clubhouse this year, um, uh, Elvis was not able to provide – the kind of um, leadership that was necessary. I don't know that it's in him to do that. And as I said, I was very disappointed in, in him this year and just in some of the things I saw. He's a great guy, and he, and he always uh, has – he provides a lot of energy in the clubhouse. But there's a difference between providing energy and providing uh, at least uh, if, you're, if you're not going to be outgoing about what everybody should do you should be doing the right thing and at least be a role model for the other guys. And that just didn't really happen this year. So um, I, I, I think that the Rangers, if they could get add a third baseman, if they could add another starting pitcher, spend a little money, I don't think they're going to get Garrett Cole. Uh, I think they could get a guy, though, who, who could fill in behind um, uh, Miner and Lynn. And then you could expect maybe one or two of the young guys to fill out the, the rotation uh, and then I, I do expect that the bullpen will take a big step up next year with Class A and, uh, and if Leclerc has finally gotten things back over too. So, for everybody in here, to everybody out there, I appreciate you taking the time and join us on our uh, college podcast and on our Cowboys podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.